Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Starting five podcast on SB Nation, Grizzly Bear Blues. I'm the one P Shark with the guys. What's going on, y'all? At underscore Skyleto, the shooting guard for the starting five. What's good? It's Young Trev, everybody's favorite corner man. Of course, you can catch me in the corner as always, also known as the double dribble glitch for my old people. <laughs> I mean, you took me out with the with that one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just here to set the screens on and off ball, man, and I'm going to grab the rebounds, man. It's your boy, Sheedy. And today we're one man short of the shortest big man in the history of basketball. He the PJ took out the starting five. Next up, Shakira, man, he'll be back next week. And you follow him on Twitter at Tell Shakira. But remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Starting Five, the number five, M E M. Follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies. And you can listen to the other podcasts on the network because starting this week, we're recording Monday, 3D Tuesdays, Core 4 Podcast Wednesday, and GBB Live on Thursday for every week starting this week as the season is starting for the Memphis Grizzlies and NBA as well. So, first up, topic that we're going to start with this week is preseason. As y'all seen, the Grizzlies have been looking pretty good. And of course, of course, still just preseason. But hey, we're gonna get excited. <laughs> so we played the Timberwolves twice. We beat them 107 and 105 the first game. The game was actually uh, more of a blowout. And well, no, no, one dude, they kind of they were like 10 to 12. It was, <laughs> was run, yeah. Yeah, and Minnesota the backups, third stringers, they all came in and kind of made it a little closer than. The game actually was. Then second time go around in Minnesota again. Uh, waxed them that time one twenty three to one hundred four, and we beat the Hawks one twenty eight to one hundred six. Be mindful we are recording on Saturday, so we won't yeah, talk about the second time play the Hawks. But I replayed the one time. We got enough information. I don't think much information would change. I hope not at least. So, no. What are y'all thoughts? <laughs> It's um, also me two big takeaways that I've seen um, already, and it's the the second year swag that John Morant has going into this this second year. He's 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 playing with so much swag. He's playing with so much like 
poise and you can just tell that he's been in the weight room um, because one thing that I think one small criticism that I had of, of him last year is he would always be able to get to the rim, but he wouldn't always necessarily. I don't think he had the upper body strength or he just had um, the physicality to, to finish at the rim. He would miss a floaters here and there because he would get bumped off his, he would get bumped off his spot a couple of times, but He's finishing those plays this year, and I think it was evident in the in the Timberwolves game and then the Hawks game. I think in the Hawks game he had maybe three, four, and ones, and it was just—I mean—he was getting to the racket wheel. And I and I tweeted this a couple a couple of days ago. Good luck to the rest of the league on being able to stay in front of John Morant because if he wants to get to the rim, he's going to get to the rim. And that's if, if he's going to cross you up at the three point line, if he's going if he's going to dunk on you at the rim, so whatever the case may be. So. I've definitely noticed his second year swag, and you can just kind of tell um, the game is slowing down for him. And, and when games start to slow down for a particular player in the, in the league, then they just kind of get to be able to do what they want. Um, so that was my first big takeaway. And then the second takeaway that I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago is Desmond Bain is going to get the minutes. He, and and Grayson and Allen better watch out because he potentially could be losing his spot very, very quickly to Desmond Bain, if you ask me. Um, he does a lot of the small things on the court, which I think you can't those things like that you can't just put in the box score. Um, you can kind of maybe tell from their plus or minus, but he just does a lot of things on the floor with being able to kind of help off the finish in there, get deflections, um, get steals and things like that. But then again, just I mean, like I said a couple weeks ago, the man can shoot the damn ball. And so um, if a player can shoot the ball, you'll find minutes for him. And I think already we can see that he's going to be able to shoot the ball. And in my opinion, he should start. I know he's a rookie, but in my opinion, he should he should start in that will allow more space for John Morant to get um, onto the rim, and it gives him another um, shooter in the, on the on the three point or the corner man. So um, those are my two big takeaways so far. Uh, well, for me, um, I, of course, we already know what was the situation with John Morant in the second year. But I think one of the things that I kind of applaud Taylor Jenkins for also is uh, being willing to feature uh, JV in the offense in the low post a little bit more than uh, last season. Um, which, like Scott said, if John's going to get to the rim, he's going to get to the rim. And, of course, the defense is going to collapse, which creates space. But also... Uh, utilizing JV in the low post, and we know how efficient he can be in the low post at times. Uh, can also do the same thing for the Grizzlies as far as um, opening up opportunities for different shooters and things of that nature. And uh, two, and I will walk back my point to Skylar's or what he mentioned earlier about Desmond Bain. Uh, I really I, uh, thought that he wasn't going to get as many minutes uh, coming in because I thought Grayson Allen would have uh, continued his streak that he did in the bubble, but uh, apparently they call him Devo, but uh, Desmond Bain and that brick is is, is, is coming. So uh, if I'm Grayson Allen, I need to I be mindful. And honestly, I haven't seen, here's the thing, I haven't seen Desmond Bain take a bad shot. And I think that's what gets me also along with all the small things that he does that contributes to his plus minus. Like, I've watched all of the games, both Timberwolves games and the Hawks game, like not one shot that Desmond Bain has taken, either he made or missed, has been a bad shot. It's been in rhythm. He shot it with confidence. So I'm just like, yo, maybe we need to look at Desmond Bain potentially starting. So I'm kind of with Skylar on that one. But uh, but there does Desmond Bain and, of course, featuring JV in the offense a little more as well as my biggest two takeaways from the game as well. 
Yeah, um, to pick back on what you said, um, I'm about to call you Debo, uh, Trevor. Um, but like, JV's game is better when Ja is in the game as well. Um, I watched the game, and more noticeably, I watched really the Hawks game, which, small caveat real quick about that watching the Hawks game. I had to explain to my son, my son, about Solomon Hill. He's like, what's he doing? Isn't he supposed to be on the other team? And I was like, oh, no, he doesn't play for the Grizzlies anymore, nor does he play for the Heat anymore. He's with the Hawks. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, um, John Morant's ability to control the game is amazing um, as a second year and as a point guard um, is really what you like to see. Um, I'll just go to some things that kind of scare me a little bit because um, I like that you guys have some great wins. So I'll go to like my more cons because I actually agree with all the pros that you guys had. Um, my first con really is how is D'Anthony going to really fit into the lineups that he's in? Um, more importantly, again, I'm talking about the most recent game right now, which have been the Hawks. First time we played the Hawks, where you have D'Anthony Melton, John Morant, and Bain in. I mean, that man's big for um, <laughs> number 20. He fills out that jersey, by the way. Um, he Melton just doesn't look comfortable to run as the point guard in that type of lineup. In we really realistically need him to be the point guard in that lineup to have jaw off ball along with Bane off ball as well. Um, and so I looked for the Anthony just to increase his confidence um, with that and be able to, you know, control the game at that point um, because D'Anthony is not a shooter. So to say um, he's not going to be the one that's going to create a shot off screen or something like that. That's more Jaws style, definitely Bane style. Um, but that just scares me for Melton. Um, love what Coach is doing. Um, he went really a big lineup with four guards. I mean, well, small lineup with four guards and a big, um, which I thought was a lot different um, from what we're used to with the Grizzlies. Um, so I look forward to seeing that lineup more often than not. And just seeing how we are developing as a team. Um, Coach Jenkins is going to have a problem on his hands, and it's going to be a good problem. The good problem is going to be who's going to stay in this rotation, who's not. And in, and it shows, like, how we match up with the Timberwolves a little bit differently than how we match up with the Hawks, um, you know, big, small, whatever it may be, vice versa. Uh, but that's going to be a good problem to have, especially when we get back Triple J and Justice Winslow. And I believe Melton's minutes should be – taken away for Justice Winslow to possibly run the point in that type of situation so that Ja can get some, you know, off, you know, off ball um, type of energy along with Bane. Bane, like you said, I don't have seen him do a bad shot. The boy's IQ is there. Um, and and that, that's speaking for itself. Um, and not, let's not say anything about Xavier Tillman, man. He really put on a great show against really Minnesota, if you ask me, uh, was his best showing. Um, and so I look forward to what, what this looks like. Again, I think the problem is going to be who is going to be on the court um, and how many minutes they're going to earn. Um, if we're going to keep that culture here, what's going to be earned? Last caveat, Dylan Brooks. You might be the only shooter I know that stays in foul trouble. The only shooter. I don't remember Kyle Corver being in foul trouble. I don't remember Ray Allen being in foul trouble. It's a consistent thing to be in foul trouble. How you get three fouls, again, against the Hawks within the first half? I, I'm, I'm bamboozled. And you're a shooter. That's that, that's that my career mentality. When you ain't scoring, you got to try to make some kind of a play on defense, which leads to those fouls being called. Like, that's – I don't know why, but that's just – Anyone, that's not even just professionals, anybody that plays basketball. If you're not scoring, you just feel this need. I 
got to make a play on defense. And sometimes it ends up biting you in the butt, and you end up picking up fouls. So that's pretty that's much what explains it with Dylan Brooks. Now you've been uh, Dylan Brooks today because he's been playing great as far as I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Special mm-hmm. offense. Uh, we made a comment. So after the game against the Hawks, um, what did they say? Okay. Someone asked JV a question. Now, if someone asked Dylan Brooks after the game, we got a whole bunch of shooters. Even JV is shooting the ball, which is true. JV hit about two threes in that house game. Three minutes later, JV said something saying even Dylan Brooks is passing the ball. He's had the game, I think, with five assists, four assists. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, plays that we know he would have took took shot on in the bubble or last season. He's actually passing the ball, and I'm like just shocked every single time he does it. He's and he's making good passes too. It's not like Mm-hmm. Like it's like a real like day. He could pass. Like it's not like just a <laughs> you know. Some players not are not good passers. He's actually a good passer. When he actually passes the ball, so hopefully that continues. Dylan uh, Brooks would definitely be a part of rotation if he can continue to stay up to the level, be a three and D guy, slow down fouls. Something Jaron Jackson Jr. is about to work on as well when he gets back because both of them are real foul machine type of players. But I think the whole us being that deep. That helps it. We can afford Dylan Brooks to get in foul trouble. We can afford Trooper J to get in foul trouble when he comes back because we have a Kyle Hansen. We have a Justice Winslow, Brandon Clark, DeAnthony Milton, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, John Conchar mm-hmm. played really well in those Minnesota games. And he, he was out. He was out in the Hawks game, so I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be the outlier in the rotation. But of course, uh, like I said, it's a great problem to have. I love the deepness. Ja, I mean, that. I expected what he's doing. He, his rookie year, he was very, he was very, you know, mature for a rookie. And we all expect him to become a superstar. He looked like he's taking that jump, uh, similar to a Trey Young, uh, Luca, what they did in their second year versus their rookie year. Same thing, had a pretty good rookie year, one rookie of the year, it's rookie year running. Same thing as Ja. I think he's doing the same thing his second year. Although, all star teams kind of tough because their whole their whole rest of the conference is a gauntlet at their guard positions for him to make the all star team. Unless the Grizzlies, like I say, a top five seed is the only way you get to that probably his second year. But a lot of people I give him credit. I saw on Facebook they did show like fifteen different guards in the West, and most of the comments I saw and these were non Memphians saying they had Josh Spard as his guards in the all star team. Yeah, and to your point, I think. One thing that I've noticed, and I don't, I'm not sure if this equates to him potentially being select or getting enough votes to be an All Star, but I think I saw top ten, top fifteen jersey sales recently came out that list. Yeah, I was in that top fifteen. So I know, I know there's a gauntlet, and then just from being from Memphis, and then just kind of realizing that a lot of the stars from Memphis don't get the recognition that they should or could. But me seeing, okay, dang, like he's top fifteen in jersey sales, so. Apparently, a lot of people are paying attention to him. Like, I mean, we have people um, that listen to us um, from Ohio, from where Shitty's from, and, like, they know and, like, respect Jaws' game quite more than you think that people outside of Memphis wouldn't do. So I think he legit has a chance. I mean, like I said, I think just us knowing that historically it doesn't happen, but I think he has a chance. I think that whole gauntlet in the West is probably going to shrink a little bit if things play out the way that everyone's saying is going to play with these trades and everything. So I'm looking at it now. Okay, you have Dame, Steph, Chris Paul, Jamal Murray, 
Donovan Mitchell. Okay, maybe it's yeah. It's it's it's, it's tough, but it's it's not. I'll put like this: it's not. It's not as I'll, I would say it's not as tough as it's been in the past. So there is a, a possibility, but I'm not going to go that far just yet. Did you mention Steph Curry? I yeah. did. That's the first thing. Yeah, that was, part, that was the first name I said. I'm, uh, it's, yeah. yeah, that man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I know. Again, some yeah. some bums, but he, he reminded everybody what he is. Everybody saying Dame's better. Um, yeah, steps back. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, another player you didn't mention James Harden, but you just said something about trade. So we're saying that he might be in the Eastern Conference by the time that happens. But uh, John Wall is healthy. You can add his name to the list as well if he's looking anything like he's looking in his preseason so far. So yeah. It, but Russell Westbrook is out and James Harden might be out. So it does shrinking, shrinking just a tad bit. Oh, you didn't mention Luca. <laughs> I can see the look. I, I know he plays like a guard. I consider him a forward. I'm sorry. They got him as guard. He starts at point guard. I'm surprised they ain't got LeBron this is point guard because he's literally just a starter point guard. <laughs> hey, just that's just me, man. This is me. They need, they need to stop making – they just need to make it positionless. Just – just take the five. Just take. I think you just take away voting. Just pick who you feel is the five best at this point. Right. Right. And then just ha- well, actually no. Just pick. Yeah. Just vote the um, five best, and then just have the two highest voting getters. Of course, pick the teams based off of uh, whoever the coaches pick for um, to also join the All Star team. So. Also, one last shout out to Dylan Brooks for uh, Desmond Bain said Dylan. So you could it could be easy. You would think like after we draft with Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks could feel like oh they drafted him to replace me. He's he's actually being like a a big brother to him. Desmond Bain mm-hmm. said he looked up to Dylan. Dylan's like a big brother to him. He paid for his first haircut, been showing him around Memphis. Um, he's the guy that he can talk to because both of them similar players. Dylan was three or four year college player at Oregon and Desmond Bang, same thing, four year college player. So they relate in that aspect. So that's good to hear to see that Dylan Bruce is that type of has that type of personality and that type of character. Despite the selfishness we see on the court last season. But yeah, I'm I'm really I'm getting generally excited. I'm just hoping it's in use. Hopefully he don't give it you know, resort to his own ways on the court. It's just him. It's, all it is is him just playing within the rhythm of the offense. That's all what it really has been. It's just like don't go into business for yourself. Like play within rhythm. Your shots are going to be there. Like you have guys that's going to create space, and you're going to get a lot of open shots. And if you don't have it, just keep the ball moving. It's just that something you don't have to try to go in Kobe mode or my career mode trying to get yours. Like it's going to be there. And it's and it's shown in it's shown in the Hawks games. Like he he had twenty four. I think he shot ten or fifteen. Shot ten or fifteen from the field. Like your shots are going to be there. Like if you just continue to play within the rhythm of the offense, within the flow of the offense. Your shots are going to be there. Your shots are going to be much easier than they were in the bubble. And you're going to see that a lot of these shots are going to start falling. Yeah, totally agree with that. I think. Because I know, Shark, you talked about playoffs and you talked about potentially if Memphis could be top five. And, I mean, I think the West is deep. So, I mean, you never know. But I think where the Grizzlies finish, whether that's top five in the West, whether that's top ten, whether that's 
13th in the West, it all sadly enough, it depends on how what Dylan Brooks we get. We can get two or twelve Dylan Brooks from the first preseason game, or we can get nine or sixteen Dylan Brooks from the game two days ago um, against the Hawks or the the Timberwolves. I can't remember which game that was. So. I think a lot of this at the end of the day falls on his shoulders. Which Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, do we get? Do we get like you said, the, the my career one, or do we get the one where he's flowing into the offense and he's making plays for not only himself and for others? So sad, but that's the world we live in. And even to that point, that first preseason game, I know a lot of people. They look a lot of people actually really see the game and they just saw his shooting numbers. Right? Mm-hmm. I watched the game. I liked everything he did. He didn't mm-hmm. really take no. He didn't take no bad shots. He was just off, right? And he was. I mean, he he had four or five assists in that game as well. Like mm-hmm. he was taking passes, and the shots he took were rhythm shots. He just had off day. Yeah, it was just the fact he took twelve of those. <laughs> so it's like it was like you start off, you know, start off, you know, one for seven, stop shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But they were still good shots. It wasn't like a bad. I can't think of one. Maybe one. Maybe one bad shot he made up to again. They got twelve join. Yeah, and I think to walk with what Trevor is saying as well, like, and, and what we're all saying as well, like, you have someone behind you now um, that's capable of doing what you're doing. Um, and so are you making quality shots? Are you taking quality shots? Not even making them, but are you taking quality shots? Are you passing the ball better? Because if not, yes, you did sign that contract, but we can also ship you and be a trading piece as well. Um, so I think that's almost like a chip on his shoulder as well. Um, and let's not, let's not, <laughs> slow-mo. Had, <laughs> uh, we we're talking about who who can step up Kill really easily, man. Um, Slumo's having a, a great uh preseason so far. Um, I think one night he may miss one three pointer, I think. Um, on fire, and who thought that would happen? Um, and then I want to see more from Brandon Clark. Um, I know he only played, I think, last game against the Hawks, uh, 7.6 assists, but it's like I don't see him on the floor, if that makes sense. Like, he's on the floor, but he's not making himself known on the floor. And I know he doesn't have an offensive repertoire. We know that. Um, he's going to develop that one as well. But I do want to give kudos to Slow-Mo uh, for having a great preseason so far, and hopefully that translates um, while Triple J is out. And then also, when Triple J comes back, we still need him um, to provide this type of offensive lift, um, you know, even if it's part of the second unit. I'm going to be honest, I actually like slow-mo at the four. I'm just going to be real. Of course. I, I like him playing I like him playing the four much better than him at the three, uh, at that three spot. So, Taylor Jenkins, like you said, GD, is going to have a good problem on his hands as far as how he's going to shape their rotation. Like, I can definitely see a nice little small ball thing with 3J and Kyle Anderson in the front court and then just – having John run in the helm and then just have Desmond Bain or Dylan Brooks as the shooters. Like, that is a dangerous small ball. That's a dangerous small ball lineup right there. And all five of those players actually can shoot the three. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, actually, uh, Randy Clark had a good game to me against the Hawks. Uh, like I said, it was the first game, but he, yeah, to me, he still, he shot, he hit the three. Uh, still had a little floater. I think he had a chance for a dunk one time, so. To me, I mean, I saw him on court. It just every, everybody's playing well. But mm-hmm. anyway, that was one of the games where Kyle Anderson shoot truly stood out, where yeah. Desmond Bain stood out. Yeah. So of course they kind of outshined them. But overall, I think just the whole team concept, the mm-hmm. ball movement, I love it. I think uh, let's go just hop to rotations. Um, I honestly think fully healthy. Here's I think how the rotation would go. I think the starting five would be Ja. 
Dylan, Justice, Jaren, and JV. I think off the bench would be small, but I don't think all all five would necessarily play at the same time. It'll be like a – I think my five, so the bench players I got would be Brandon Clark, Cal Anderson, Desmond Bain, Tyus Jones, and either one of De'Anthony Melton or Grayson Allen, or if he may do 11, we'll see if you're pushing it. But I could – it's going to be one of those two. Um, but I think some – it's going to be a point where it won't – Necessarily, Cal Anderson and Brandon Clark won't necessarily play together. You know, it'd be like you slide triple jacks to the five and put one of them in the four yeah. type of deal. Yeah. yeah, it won't. So those five players, I don't think necessarily come in like five, five in, five out. But I think to me, that'd be somewhat the 10, 11 man rotation that we'll see. Because yeah. I think yeah. right now, Forty James is getting all the backup center minutes. I don't think they, uh, he's yeah, the one. Like that, you, he's, he's he the may not be the one, but he's, if you want to stay, like stay big with, with everything, you can definitely uh, go with Gordy. And then eventually at some point, you got to look at possibly Xavier Tillman as well. Yeah. So, like, great problem to have. I would definitely right. say it's a great problem. Also, it probably depends on matchups. Certain teams you won't want to play bigger. So Xavier Tillman come to play those factors. Yeah. So I think you play smaller. That's when both Grayson and the ethnic can play. So it'll probably be a matchup thing. But I, I trust the coach staff. I trust Taylor Jenkins. He looks like he's improved. Uh, especially with the ball movement so far. So we have to see how it starts when the regular season gets going. Yeah. Are we talking rotations for game one, or are we talking about more so down the road? Down the road. Well, you can down do game road. one and down okay. the road. Game one, I'm thinking I'm going to jaw. Because I'm just – I'm paying attention to some of the videos that I've seen, and I've seen Grayson with starter jerseys on. Um, and then he's also getting starter minutes in the preseason. So I think that he'll continue with that. With that same trend, so I think he's going to go Jaw, Grayson Allen, um, Dylan Brooks, uh, Kyle Anderson, and then JV down the road. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm still. I'm still. It's for me. It's still a huge question mark on Justice. Um, I just. I'm not going to put any stock into him because I just haven't seen him with a jersey on in quite some time. So down the road, give me Jaw. Give me. Desmond Bain at two, Dylan Brooks at three, Triple J at four, JV at five. I like that. I could very well see that because, like you said, with Justice, I think they would – to me, I put them start because I think they have a option on his contract this year. So mm-hmm. they're going to want to see, you know, what they got. But I could also see him, like you said, because he could be the backup ball handler. Mm-hmm. It's where I could love to see like him and Cal Young and Tyus Jones on the court. Like that's like that's just you know you ain't going to worry about turnovers with those three on the court. So I could very well see Justice as a like mm-hmm. a spark for a six man off the bench as well. Right. Yeah. As as we look into, I've uh, um, posted as well. But as we look into like what you know game one looks like. Um, Against San Antonio, and then what we got Atlanta right after that, right? Yeah. Um, I I see where you're going, uh, Skyler, with saying Ja, um, then GA, uh, Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson. Um, I really really like what Kyle Anderson's done in preseason, like I just said earlier. So I think he's he's deserving of the starting four role um, until Triple J comes back. Um, I think even to your point, um, Sharky, Dylan Brooks and his passing, 
I think he's made just better decisions um, so far. Um, let's just call it that for now. Um, and that's really with ball handling. I just wish his decisions on defense were just a, just a slightly a bit better. Because um, to your point, Trevor, it's like once it's a bad shot, you can almost count on a uh, on a personal right. foul um, from Dylan Brooks. Um, and, and you know, you know every shot's not going to fall, right? Um, so just get back on defense and move your feet. Um, I think Grayson Allen is actually just going to be the starter for the game. I like that rotation with that because as much as I believe uh, Bain can definitely be a starter, I just don't think he's ready for game one uh, to be a starter. Um, and that still is Greg Popovich um, down there um, and some Spurs mantra down there so they can turn some things around. But uh, no, I don't see him starting yet. But quality minutes, though, yes. Because, again, in this day and age, starting doesn't mean you're actually finishing the game, um, i.e. the Los Angeles Lakers JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, like they may start the game, but they may see no more than eight minutes and that'd be it. Um, so yeah, give me Grayson Allen and, and Kyle Anderson to fill in the voids right now for us um, until further notice. Yeah, if we're going to go game one rotation as far as the stars is concerned, uh, I will definitely lean more towards starting Grayson Allen right now at this point. Uh, just for the simple fact that Desmond Bain, while he's shown that he could potentially be the starter, I just don't think he's going to be ready for game one. Um, especially going up against the Spurs team, although they have some, uh, I wouldn't say personnel issues, but I know some pieces that definitely are going to be looking to be moved. You still have Greg Popovich at the helm. Uh, so I, I believe Ja, Grayson, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson at the four, which I think would, is, is nice because it gives them a second playmaker and Kyle can actually do what he does, I believe, at the four spot. Because although we call him slow-mo, he is kind of quicker than some fours. Let's just be honest. <laughs> um, and then, of course, to round it off uh, with JV. So uh, I'm kind of uh, sold on this starting five right now until 3J gets back. Uh, I'm really curious for Justice Winslow when eventually he gets back too. But I kind of like Justice also at – he could potentially be the starter, but I also like him as well as that six-man, that secondary ball handler for when Ja goes to the bench or if you want to just turn um, Tyus into a scorer or if you're playing De'Anthony Melton, you could put him in his natural role as a scorer as well. Uh, so uh, Ja, Grayson, uh, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, JV, those will be my starting five for game one. Yeah, and that's what I predict. Based on the preseason, I think two of the three games so far, Desmond and Starting lineup, they did put the Anthony Melty in one game, but they went back to Grayson the next game. So I think they leaned more towards that because you got more shooting. And Anthony is just better off the bench. He built, he's better with Tyus Jones specifically. We saw that he was missing him in the bubble. We saw him struggle. We see Tyus Jones back. He's looking good now. Yeah, great point. Great point. It's just it's something about that partnership. Keep don't do not mess that one up. So. That's the route we're going. Uh, we're playing Atlanta again, three games in a row, essentially. And <laughs> there, yeah. Uh, yeah. I ain't going front. Atlanta don't look like they're much better. I know it's one preseason game, but they don't look like they all those signings. We we stay with, you know, developmental growth, and we still look better than them. Yeah, Bogdanovich looked lost. I didn't tell the Gallinari. They look extremely yeah. lost in that offense yeah. on whatever that whatever the, uh, day that was. I was like, "Who boy? <laughs> um, you spend all this money and they looking around lost." So, like you said, it's preseason. So, um, but I did kind of notice that myself too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it won't be three games in a row. We play San Antonio first on December 23rd, then Atlanta on December 26th. It might as well be three games in a row. It might as well be three in a row. I mean, four games, three games against Atlanta. It might as well be three. (laughs) And I'm I'm just going to be – just gonna be real here. I, I think Atlanta hit the panic button uh, this mm-hmm. offseason because mm-hmm. uh, I believe Trey Young is coming up. If I'm not mistaken, his uh, rookie deal will be expiring soon. So that's why they went out and got all these pieces to possibly make a move to potentially make the playoffs. Which I honestly felt they should have waited till next season. Um, yeah, like you said, Skyler, my diamonds look lost. Got already look lost out there. Um, Chris Dunn is out for them, so that means Rondo's going to have to play more minutes that he would probably want to. Um, one thing they can do, though, they can score, but they can't stop anybody. So I, I expect much more of the same, uh, not only tonight as we're recording, uh, I expect the same thing on uh, next Saturday, um, the day after Christmas, when we match up. Yeah, and to y'all's point about Atlanta, like you would expect more from a team of veterans that they went out to get, right? Um, from Rondo and Gallinari, to be honest, because both of them come out the them. Um, and they're at loss ain't even the word, they're just I don't even know. Maybe they they went with Lou Williams back to Magic City, um, <laughs> but like, like you said, they spent a lot of money for this team, uh, for really for Trey Young. Um, they're trying to just keep Trey Young happy. Um, because Trey Young goes anywhere else, and he can, and he probably will, especially if they don't make the playoffs this season. Um, he's gone. Um, you, but you got the like you got you got Bo there to open up the floor for Trey. Uh, Clint Capella can go to the rim um, and stuff like that. But I just it's not there yet. Um, it's preseason. It's COVID. I, we get it. But at some point, you also you also have to develop your team. Um, and I just don't see, like you said, the Hawks haven't made that step with getting all the signings. Where the Grizzlies, who didn't sign anyone new, uh, realistically, it's not like we went to go get a Rondo or something like that, or trade or do this big trade. This is pretty much the same thing we got from the bubble, um, with or without the injuries um, and, the, and the draft picks, which every team gets. But we're developed, um, and, and we haven't seen the same from the Hawks, even it is, though it is preseason. But so count me in for two wins. To start off the season, I'm I'm calling 2-0 uh, against the Spurs and the Hawks immediately. Immediately, um, I'm actually going to be I'm going one on one. Give me a one on one split, uh, and I think the loss comes against the Spurs. I just think um, I think the Spurs returning much of their roster back. Deontay Murray still there, DeRozan still there, Lamarcus Aldridge is still uh, one of the best in the game, at least in my opinion, in the post. Um, and I think that ma- the matchup for me was is going to be who's going to check LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, because if he gets off, then, I mean, I think, to my, I think in my opinion, a little bit, Deontay Murray would kind of go tick for tag with y'all. And so we'll, the rest of the team will be able to kind of um, pick up the points where you get some from the Rose and then you get some from Aldridge. So uh, I think that's personally a loss. I would love for it to be a win. So I'm going to lose there. But like I think one of y'all just said, Atlanta can't guard nobody. And so that's where they'll pick up the other dub. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you on that one. I think it'll be a 1 1 split. Uh, I've. Not going to pick against Pop on this one. And I think DeJounte Murray and Jai will go tick for tack. But uh, with your statement for Lamar Gonzalez, I would actually echo that for DeMar DeRozan. Like, who's actually going to check DeMar? 
because um, I don't know what it is with with Demar Derozan, but apparently the media doesn't like him. But he has that old school type of field game where he does he plays within himself. Like he's gonna get to the rack, he's gonna get to the get to the free throw line. He's money from the mid range. He doesn't have to shoot a lot of threes. If I'm not mistaken, we lost the game to the Spurs in the bubble because of Demar Derozan just being who he is. Dylan Brooks not knowing when to stay on the floor. <laughs> not knowing when to stay on the floor. <laughs> so I, I just believe that the Spurs will get that first game um, because I don't think we'll have an answer for the Rose, and it'll probably be an easy 25 to 30 for him. Um, that's no disrespect to the Grizzlies at all, just being honest. But I do think we get our first win against Atlanta easily. Um, I'm willing to go almost around the same score as the first preseason game around like we'll probably be in the one twenties. So there you go. And actually I was thinking one one, but now nah, I'm going cheating, man. We're going two though, man. Let's go. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> but, I understand, uh, but the big big on the market all just all this all the disrespect he asked me again at the media with the media. We can respect on here. Y'all may want to call me crazy how much respect I'm going to give him because Jimmy Butler is my favorite player. But DeMar DeRozan and Jimmy Butler's offensive game, scoring-wise, I don't see no difference. They do mm-hmm. the exact same thing. They take yep. over their mid-range, get to the free throw line. Now, of course, what makes Jimmy Butler's better player, he's a better playmaker, passing, better on defense, now yada, yada. But offensively scoring, they're the same exact player. They play the same exact way to me mm-hmm. when it comes to up scoring. Um, not really much of a three-point shooter. Then same, same Zach. And Jim Butler's more. It's a, like I said, we know Jim Butler's better. He's more clutch, better passer in defense. But scoring wise, I've always thought that they're the same Zach player when it comes to scoring. For sure. But before we end out, I got some funny things. Twitter was hilarious. Shout out Grizz. Shout out Grizz fan. The first night uh, of the Hawks game. So I want to show this tweet by very own in GBB, Mister Justin Lewis. I'll tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So they showed the starting five. <laughs> they got video game picture of y'all there, done. Bye. What? <laughs> so he said, "My boy got Norman headshots that John is posing for an action shot." And y'all can't see this because this is audio only uh, for the listeners. But <laughs> I remember. I remember seeing this as I was getting ready to watch the game, and I was like, wait a minute, something ain't right here. Like, it looks so tacky. It looks so tacky. <laughs> everybody got a normal headshot, and then it's just Ja. It's like, you might as well do it like 2K and just have like the video game version of Ja just dribbling the ball at this point. If you don't have <laughs> like that. So, so if y'all want to see this picture we're talking about, man, follow Justin Lewis, man, at J underscore temper. Underscore mm-hmm. Twitter man, a former uh, you know GBB er. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so the next one I got. Shout out to uh, the greatest greatest lead man oh. because this Trey Young picture mm-hmm. and this Yo, picture of the wow. with your <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's. Whoever did that, man, kudos. Ten out of ten on the meme. And the thing about it is, Trey Young has really good hair. 
So why yeah. is that like why he ain't got this like freshly groomed or like chopped like is I, I don't know. It ain't ATL, so that ain't no excuse. It's very no much so, very much so. Um, but th- people are very mean on Twitter. <laughs> people are very mean. And and spot on. Um <laughs> he, he needs to get that taken care of. Like I said, million dollar man. He looked like um he looked like a cute little Wayne lollipop uh song at this point. That looked like a sucker that you like didn't realize you dropped and was underneath the couch for like six months. You'd be like, dang, that's where that joint went. Exactly. That's how this is off the couch, man. You want to see this one though? I don't see this one talking about spit your tray on back his hair and a side by side picture with a sucker with hair on the sucker. That's how they should have put, the put like aluminum foil around the stick and it really could have looked like they mine for real. That's would have been on point with the aluminum foil. That's, that's <laughs> Y'all want to see this photo? Follow Grizzly at Grizz uh, underscore lead. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. Um, also, Grizzly also had like a Twitter war with the new Pelicans League page, New Orleans Pelicans. That was a funny thread as well. So, I mean, the one against Phoenix was funny too. Oh, yes. That, that one was, that was nice. Yeah. Funny thread, y'all. I mean, love yeah. Twitter fam. Love the GBB fam, man. <laughs> Shout out to the GBB fam. Love you guys, man. Yeah. Keep me laughing. But is it, this is the end of the first of our. Weekly, now weekly, not about weekly anymore, weekly podcast for SB Nation, Grease the Bear Blues, Started Five Podcast. I am, follow me, Doan, D-A-O-N-E, E-Shark on Twitter. And I am at underscore Scalito, shooting guard for the starting five, but I wish I could be the shooting guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, but Mr. Desmond Bain got that locked up. <laughs> oh man, I'm at the auto Trevor. You know, it's the corner man. Uh, every first letter of each word is capitalized except of because that's the preposition. Uh, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, we need an explanation on do y'all really call Grayson Allen Debo? And if so, why? Because I know if that name came up, it had to have been when he was at Duke. So, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, we need an explanation. We need answers. That's a good point. It had to be when he was at Duke because he definitely ain't showing out at the Grizzlies yet. Um, and so, shout out to me, right? Um, it's really Sheedy. Uh, I'm the slow mo at the four. Holla at me. Right. <laughs> 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 and speaking of Debo, man, rest in peace to Debo Friday. Man, telling you. 2020 is crazy, man. But remember, follow us, starting five, the number five, M-E-M, Grease uh, Blues, SBN Nation, I mean, SBN Grizzlies, and listen to the other podcasts as we are. We are Monday, Tuesday, 3ND, Core 4 Wednesday, and GPB Live Thursday, along with the various balls that's coming throughout the season on a daily basis as well. So, till next time. Uh-huh. Hey.